movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. And hello, movie lovers, and how are you, everyone, doing tonight? Look, for tonight's podcast episode, I have my good friend James Osner over here with me from JoeBlow.com. Say hello to everybody. Hey, guys. <laughs> and we are going to be reviewing the 2015 Mad Max Fury Road movie starring Tom Hardy and Charlie, Charlie's Thyrone. And right, I, yeah. I just want to say, this movie is one of my favorites. The stunt work is fantastic in this movie. What I liked about this film is the fact that you don't have to go and see every Mad Max movie down what's going on in it. It's its own movie, its own entity. It's something that is very, to me, I think it's actually missing something today, to be honest with you. Whenever you look at reboots and remakes and stuff like that, you can still have a continuation of a character that you love. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to really dissect into everything that Mel Gibson did prior to this. And I feel like that's what they need to do with some reboots and some remakes. You can have these characters have their own adventure and stuff what about you what do you think no i agree well look the mad max franchise is probably my it's between that and friday the 13th uh, uh, lamp is falling um <laughs> oh that looks cool sorry uh the uh they're they're two of my favorite franchises uh specifically with mad max i'm gonna move i have a, a, a severed head i just had to move that um sure. Uh, specifically with the Mad Max, they all tell a different story. And I remember when this film came out, when Mad Max Fury Road, a lot of people were like, well, Mad, he's not in it that much, or he doesn't do a lot. Well, no, he never does. He did it in the first movie. That's it. In Road Warrior, it's about the people he saves, the kid, and, and all those people. In Beyond Thunderdome, it's again, it's right. about the kids. 
this is just about it's it, it, it george miller knows how to tell a unique story with each of these films this is probably my favorite fury road is a is far as i'm concerned it's a masterpiece um it's it's one of those films that holds up remarkably well i just watched it again last night for who knows how many times <laughs> and it's such a it's such a work of art i mean the you know I, I was really taken aback by i was watching some of the scenes that uh don't get talked about the <laughs> the ones that like specifically the one where they're in the car and they've just seen the ravens and all that stuff and and you see the women with the light in back and they're bathed in color while uh, Max and, and Furiosa are just in the stark blue. My God, it's mm -hmm. beautiful. I mean, it's every shot, every shot is just the scene where she finds out about the, the, the secret about min, the many mothers that they've gone and the, mm -hmm. the, the green place has gone. Oh my God. What a, what an absolute emotional, powerful sequence. And, she does more in that scene than than some actresses who get or actors who give you know a two hour bravura 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 whatever you know what I mean a great performance in a feature film. It's really it's it's a stunning film. It really is on every level. I don't hear you anymore. <laughs> Most definitely, I think my favorite scene would actually have to be the scene in the desert, like you mentioned. I love whenever they're going through the desert and they're speeding through the desert. Mm -hmm. And you see the colors, the vibrant colors and everything behind them. That is just an awesome scene altogether. Cinematography is very spot on, very on point. I also liked how they went into the other mothers and stuff like that, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really well, very well put together whenever that you have that and everything and it has a lot more background story and everything yeah and some people were saying well there's not much of a story i said yeah there is you just have there to is, go ahead yeah. and look at it and everything i said with well, the mother visual storytelling that's right. what it is it's there if you actually listen to the dialogue if you actually watch the movie yes absolutely there's a story absolutely it's not they go back here and they go back there they, it, I, I think, unfortunately, film today I, I can't I panders a little bit because everything they, they I think they feel like the audience needs to have things spelled out for them. I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. Right. Oh, I, great quotes there, by the way. Mary McGee, she said Medicor. Uh, yeah, mediocre. What a lovely day. <laughs> uh, my other co host, Charlie. How's it going, guys? Hey, Thanks, Charlie. Charlie, for being in. Uh, yeah, but you know, there's actually a different way of acting, right? There's actually the here's the thing people think you need dialogue to act. Don't get me wrong, you need dialogue, but if you actually look at the way the looking and the way that they're glued into their characters, that's all you need. You need the visual visualization of what they're glued into. And that's what sucked me into it right away. And I also love when we're introducing to Max and everything too, because of the fact that, you know, Max is actually being hung upside down. He's being tortured and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then he's being somebody's blood bag across yeah. the desert. Yeah. I, it's such a remarkably creative movie. Like you, 
you know, I, again, I love what I love about it is you can watch it all these times and you, you see all these little details and you see, you know, when they do find the, the other the women, the, the, the mothers that survived, um, you see Max making out a little map of, hmm, what could we do? He's thinking about the everything leads to what's going to happen next in such a beautiful way. And I have to give credit to the side characters because oftentimes a movie like this, you got Furiosa, you got Charlize Theron in a remarkable performance. Mm-hmm. Should have got an Oscar. Uh, and you I have agree. Tom Hardy, who's phenomenal in this film. You also have these these girls who are remarkable. These are beautiful performances from everyone. Uh, you, you know, Nux, obviously, he's great. These are characters that you give a shit about. Oh, wait, can we start? I always yeah, forget. yeah, yeah. Go on ahead. Okay. Sorry, so go ahead. You, you get characters you care about. You 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 you're in you don't mind investing in them because they're just so well done. And you don't need yeah, the dialogue isn't isn't overdone, but it it, it there's enough there that tells you everything you need. You don't you know when um when she talks about her uh fa- her mother passing, when the mother's right. asked and she does. They do that thing, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. Oh, that memory of that. I, I, I I'm doing it wrong." But <laughs> it's such a beautiful moment. I mean, this is a beautiful film on every it level. Is. So the part you're talking about and everything, you can actually feel like that. She's remembering that memory mm-hmm. and everything too, because you can actually feel that emotion, that depth into that character. It's like, and they don't even do it in a flashback scene either. They just no, don't they just to. do it and. It's just shot beautifully, to be honest with you, the way they did that. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, that memory. And then it, it hits you in the feels with that, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Because of the fact that she lost somebody that she cared about. Mm-hmm. And even though you don't have no connectivity with that character that she's talking about, it just gives you that that gravitas of caring about that character, that emotional attachment to that character. Yeah. Which is something yeah. important in cinema. And you feel for her. You really do. And all mm-hmm. these actresses, Charlie Cyrone, then of course you also have the other actress actresses as well. Mm-hmm. They did a fantastic job in this. Every in, single in one of them. Every single one. It's it's there are so many layered, beautiful performances from every single character. It, even Rictus, you know, you, you there there's <laughs> stuff with, with that guy. He's so good. He's such a I, I really should be looking up their names. I, I I'm blanking on his name. I, I just looked it up yesterday too. But like right. uh there, there's such a it, it, it's full of life. Everything's full of life. I, even the smaller, even Miss Kitty is a delightful yeah. character. You're just, you know, and you're just, it, it, it's such an amazing world to kind of disappear into. And I, I mean, like, you know, and I, I, I have to, I have to say, I think it has one of the best reveals in any movie ever made, and that is when. You know they're about to go after Furiosa, and the camera's mm-hmm. kind of going down on this these guys with their drums, and it's going down, and you see the guitar player. That is just it's mind blowing. It is the guitar player for me is one of my favorites, and that's also Charlie's favorite, though. To be honest with you, too, and it kind of reminds me of Slipknot in the desert, mm-hmm. kind of. It actually feels like a Slipknot concert with the guitar guy and everything, and they're having the drums. It feels like it has their own theme when you think about it. The 
characters are making their own theme out of what what's going on. Oh, it and is absolutely. You know, absolutely. I yeah. love that though. That's something. That's eating my popcorn. It didn't even feel like a two and two hour long movie. I'm just eating my popcorn, getting my fill, and at the, at the time at the cinemas, and then even now. I'm just having a good time being enticed into these characters again, just having a good time on the desert with Mad Max and everything. And also, too, you also feel something for Charlie Charlie Styron's character because she wants to get out of that prison. She wants to get she wants to break free from that because of the fact that they're holding water and supplies again and they're not getting what they need to survive. Yeah. It's all going towards this one person that doesn't give a shit about them or mm-hmm. anything like that. And she wants what's best for her. Max just wants to get the hell out of there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they all have their own story mm-hmm. and their own yeah. doings. And that's what I liked the, how it ended like that, though, too. It's like, look, I'm going to help you from this point. But after that, I'm done and I'm going to go on my own way. It's a beautiful ending. And it's it's also a very hopeful ending, and mm-hmm. it, it, which is interesting because there is a line that, well, hope is a dangerous thing. You're not I, I don't think I said that right. But, you know, be, you got to be careful about having hope because it's you're, it's just going to break you. And I, I think there's that moment where, yeah, maybe there is a little hope. Maybe it's a little okay mm-hmm. to have, be a little hopeful because what they survive is miraculous. I mean, what, but it, it but it, even then it never feels like impossible. It never right. feels like no way that would never already. You're, I remember seeing this movie in the theater. Right. And I remember, mm-hmm talking someone some random guy in the audience was walking out he's like oh no i like it too much cg i'm like um do you do you know what movie you're just watching he's like yeah dude the like the fire coming out of the guitar i'm like that was real dude that yeah. wasn't cg i mean maybe <laughs> there's a little assist but literally most much most of the film is is practical and cg is done in sparingly just to you know remove buildings or remove right. some of the uh some of the stuff that just to make it look deserty, but and and like you know the guitar flying out at you, but so much of it is practical and, and yeah, and it, you just you feel it, you feel it definitely do, because I actually did feel like I was in the desert with them, being hot as hell inside that desert with them. To be honest with you, and that's also another thing though too, filming on that set was chaotic behind the scenes. Everybody was at each other's throats during that time. And there is practical effects in this movie. Yeah, that might be a little bit CGI, like you mentioned, but you know, it's some of the CGI is actually needed to actually conversate oh, yeah. for the practical. But mm-hmm. it wasn't too much where it took me out of it or anything like that because I knew what I was getting. I knew Mad Max's practical effects. You're getting him in the desert. You're he's speeding through the desert. He's the road warrior for crying out loud. Yeah. And that's that's what the premise is. Mm-hmm. And if you're expecting any more, you're going to probably get disappointed in it. But, you know, I, I knew what I was getting. And also, too, I also have to say the stunt work, the choreography oh. for the fights and everything was just fantastic. Incredible. Especially when they're using the catapults to... The pole uh, catapults. Yeah, the pole catapults. The catapults, catapults right? was awesome. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that you know, that scene, that that is Tom kind of dangling around on those damn poles. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Dude, are you? It's insane, and I, I I think that's what what's what I love about George Miller is that he, as much as he puts into the visuals, as much as he builds this creative, crazy, insane world, he doesn't really skimp on the characters. You yeah. know, if if you notice, like all of the Mad Max movies 
are genuinely generally well reviewed. And yes, that includes Beyond Thunderdome. Oh. The, yeah, while it's not everyone's favorite, it's still, you know, it's like 80 something in the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's but when it came out, critics were praising it. A, a lot of people praise it, and there's a lot of good in it. It's not a bad movie. I don't I don't think. But no. it's no Fury Road. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not Fury Road at all. Also, too, you know, I like um under the, I actually like the dome one though to myself. I actually like I actually liked it, to be honest with you. And yeah, the you do need background story because it's your very first time being introduced into Mad Max. But once you get settled into his character, you don't need that story anymore. He can go on his own adventures. Yeah, well, the only, the I mean, the only one that had the really story was the first one, Mad Max. Right. And that was, you right. know, okay, sure, he's that's what's going on. He's, you know, he lost his family, and now he's... And even then, he's not in the whole movie. There's there's chunk a few moments that he... takes a while for him to really get into get into the action in that film. So it's... I, I love the fact... And I love the kind of cheesiness of those movies, especially the first one, that, that kind of low-budget b-movie feel i think that's really charming especially knowing that again the stunts are practical and all right. that you know and of course you you know you have some really colorful characters including of course a morton joe who i've got to get his name i'm sorry i'm blanking um hold on <laughs> talk talk amongst yourselves okay. yeah. okay. <laughs> but another thing though too is i do love the um the guy that he's using as a blood bag the um not mm -hmm. Tom Hardy but the uh, that character yeah Nicholas Holt yeah, yeah yeah oh oh yeah Knox yeah yeah Knox was my favorite to be honest oh, with fantastic. you he he's like the underdog in this film if you think about it it's like he wants to be appreciated he wants to show some type of appreciation for what he's doing mm -hmm. and it just seems like he gets looked under from all his other peers and everything like he's the underdog of the of that group he's a run he's kind of a run yeah. He's He's sickly. He's he's you know, they even say like you can't go to battle. You're gonna you're like you you're gonna you're barely gonna last a day. He's got his little buddies here on his neck that are gonna tune away his windpipe. Um it, it's a marvelous performance. He's really wonderful in that film. Nicholas Holt is always a very good actor, he's a very talented actor. But yes, he he really went above and beyond in this. And I, I meant to say Hugh Keysburn, and who uh, unfortunately passed away recently. But uh, yeah, he you know he was uh, the toe cutter, I believe, in the uh, in the first Mad Max, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. So that sounds right. Yeah, I've got to look it up, but I believe he was. But like, there's something about these movies that uh, just resonates with me they always have and i think that maybe it's the lone character out in the middle of you know a wasteland trying to uh you know not necessarily trying to do good but always kind of ending up having to help people and having to do good i think that's a really it's a really oh there he is there, there he is that yeah. guy there he goes like that you can't see there he is okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's i definitely awesome. love to be honest with you that's what i love about it though it's and takes place in the desert and he's doing his thing and gets caught up in something that he's trying to get out of. Hmm. And, and he just gets caught up in somebody else's drama pretty much. Yep. And doesn't and mean to be still, there. He still cares. He still gets, and, mm -hmm. and you know, from the beginning, he's like, he sees the ghosts of all these people that he couldn't say. And there, again, there's so much character there. There's mm -hmm. so much 
there's so much character in this movie, and that that's why it always drives me crazy when people oh, there's no plot. It's just him. He go they go this way, they go that. No, you're not paying attention. No. You're not paying no. attention. Because that was even making me wonder, to be honest with you, when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, these are ghosts of his past that he's being haunted by. Mm -hmm. And it makes it so much more connectivity with it and everything makes it more cohesive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's something that you need in a Mad Max movie. You need to show some type of history for people that hasn't seen this movie or any of the other movies, even though they don't really connect together. But it shows you, hey, look, I've been on the road this long of a time. And I've been running into other people and these are the ghosts that I've been running into and my demons are following me because oh, of the he, I've been on. You know, he says that early, early on, he's like, I've got, I've got the living and the dead following me after me. And he does and hops in the car and suddenly all the war boys are coming after him. I, I mean, what an amazing opening sequence too. My God, that, you <laughs> know, just, just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant piece of work. And it, it's thrilling. And you're just like on edge from, before the, it even says Road Warrior or Mad Max Fury Road, you're you're just wow, mind blown, and it it really very rarely lets up, very rarely. It do, and to be honest, like I said before, it doesn't feel like a two and a half hour movie. It no. feels like an hour and some more minutes. About two hours, I think it's just two hours. Right. I don't believe it's two and a half. Right? But yeah, but, yeah. It doesn't feel it. No, no, you don't feel it because sometimes you go into a movie, right? And you're like, okay, they're being a dead horse sometimes. Um, when is dinner on? Did I leave my stove on? <laughs> What's going, you know? But with this, it feels like, okay, I got the introduction. I'm ready to, and it feels like you're on chase with them mm -hmm. and everything. You, you don't feel like that you're watching them. It feels like you're on the road with them. And some mm -hmm. movies, it's actually hard to actually uh, picture yourself on a road trip through the desert. But the way George Marrero did this, oh George film, Miller, he, yeah George Miller. The way George, George yeah. Miller did George Romero's awesome too, though we can we right. can talk all about him, that right. amazing guy. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I meant. But yeah. if you look at it though, and the way he has things set up and those set pieces, he knows exactly where to put those characters in. He knows exactly where to move these characters. Yeah, yeah, and you know it makes you feel proud to actually have a director that knows what he's doing and what he wants done with these characters. Mm -hmm. And man, I was just blown away with the stunt work, the whole entire cinematography. Then of course the music in itself. I was going to say, yeah, the, uh, the music is, this is, this soundtrack is just, this is a Mondo version of it. Um, <sighs> one of the most gorgeous, uh, gorgeous soundtracks I've ever heard. I love this by the way. Check that out. Oh, that is sweet, dude. That Let's is say, really awesome. Yeah, I'll show you the other one they have. Uh, uh, Junkie XL did such an incredible job bringing, again, bring. oh, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, okay. everybody. But yeah. he, he, he did an incredible job, again, building. It, it's just constantly building. And it, right. whether it's, like you said, the this action sequences are just marvelous. The, the scene where they drive through the past the first time, all the guys on the bikes who basically are like, hey, you, we expected a few people, not a, like three war, war parties. You know, they're freaking out. They're going after them. It's just such a, God, that's a magnificent scene. And, the, you know, they, I like that they have to, they improvise, you know, when the, the uh, suddenly their truck's on fire. Okay, well, let's get all the dirt, kill the fire with the dirt. <laughs> all these little, little moments they, they all they do is make it 
far more interesting. Even simple stuff like, you know, when she, how she gets him in the truck, how she convinces him to let her and the girls in the truck. You know, it's like, right. she, hey, they're hey, they're not going to be nice to you with it. I, I don't care. Do you want that thing off your face? Okay, exactly. sure. You know, it's, it's, right at that moment, he's like, I need you. Yeah, I'm gonna have. I have no choice. I need. I need you. Um, you guys need me more than I need you right now at that point. Yeah. yeah. In time, and he wanted that thing off his face. So yeah, I would definitely wind up uh, helping them out, no matter if they didn't like me or not. Or anything like yeah. that. So yeah. I would definitely, I st- I definitely see it in his perspective on that as well. And then also too, the stuff that they are doing is not easy at all either. You have yeah. girls hanging out of the tanker truck. You have them fighting. You have a pregnant woman that's in in there. They're too fighting for her life because that's who, why they're getting out of there in the first place because she doesn't want to be the mother to this guy, this mm, god awful yeah. asshole or whatever, you know, <laughs> she, you know, and you know, not only that, but even if she did stick around, who's to say that she was going to live mm-hmm. or anything yeah. like that? She would, he'd probably kill her or he'll just be milking her just like all the other ones mm-hmm. because that's I, all that that would be the life that she would actually have. Again, it's you know you have Zoe Kravitz who's great. You have Rosie Huntington. Uh, gosh, I always forget her last name. Um, I'm going to look at Whitley. Uh, you have I want to name these girls because they're so phenomenal. Uh, you Riley Ke- Keo. I'm saying her name wrong completely. I'm sure of it. Abby Lee, uh, Courtney uh, Courtney Eaton. I, I mean, they, there's just such a marvelous. I feel like we're missing someone. They are so. They are just as much a part of this movie to me as max as as furiosa because again it's they they're all rich in character they all connect i I, one of my favorite moments in the film is when uh riley riley's character goes up and finds nux just laying there just devastated and defeated and instead of treating it as a joke or being haha or being like oh weird what a weirdo it's this heartfelt, beautiful scene where she's she she's finding sympathy. She's finding this moment where she can she connects with him. She's touching his lips. She, it, it, mm-hmm. What a beautiful fucking scene! Really it, beautiful scene. And, it definitely is. Know? And she's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's just over there, just being caring and showing some sympathy towards him. Yeah, mm-hmm. she realizes not all those people are bad. There are some good ones that's within that group that's just been brainwashed with that other guy in control of it and of that whole entire thing. And there's just beauty in that where you actually have someone who didn't think he had a chance of survival to find love with somebody that is the complete opposite of who he is. as was also the complete opposite of who she is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just something beautiful that, you know, from that angle, you don't see for, for the very first time. Like you said, you can watch this movie over and over again and you can pick up on something new. And that's something that I appreciate from it, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And that scene alone is beautiful. It actually will hit you on your heartstrings a little bit to the point where you might actually tear up in a guy movie kind of thing. But, yeah. you know, but it's just great. How do you feel about the uh, black and white version? I love the black and white version, Me to too. be honest with you. Me too. Uh, because here's the thing. Some black and white movies, some movies that are in color that they add into black and white, sometimes you can tell that they're just doing it just to be doing it. 
-hmm. It doesn't really add anything to it. Wolverine did an excellent job at that. Logan, yeah, Logan's great. Logan was perfect in black and white. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect adaptation into the black and white scenario because you can watch this film and you get a whole new perspective, right? You actually Mm -hmm. can actually feel the desert heat still. You can actually feel the emotion more whenever it comes down to that love scene that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And also, too, even when the mother woman is crying because she lost somebody and everything too in her past and even mad max's demons the demons part at the very beginning sticks out a whole lot more in this Mm -hmm. black and white version versus this color version Mm -hmm. at least to me what about to you i you know it's funny because i was such a fan of the film when i found out about the black and white i think i saw the black and white version in theaters the first time um and i was a little bit like well kind of the beauty of this movie is the colors, the use of right. colors. Uh, the color scheme. Gosh, it's like, are you going to, is that going to kind of defeat the movie a little bit or maybe make it not as special? Weirdly enough, it, it's, and I, it's hard to explain, but it, it's, it doesn't feel different, but it is. It's, it feels like a, it's a different viewpoint. And I, I do think it highlights some of the, maybe more of the emotional characters, but it's, it looks gorgeous. It looks amazing. I'm, I was shocked at how well the colors translated and didn't look just like, oh, yeah, this is someone fixing, you know, fooling around with the uh, the controllers on the TV right. and making it look black and white or something. Like, I don't even know if you could do that now. I'm sure you can. But, <laughs> you know, I never do that on my TV. But, right. you know, I, I it, it, it's a gorgeous. You could tell they took time and, 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 and to really put thought into why they were doing it and making it look beautiful and not really not hurting the, the, the feel and the mood and the, the, and, and just the, the experience the, with it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I've seen this movie uh, in 3d. I have, I got to catch it in 3d at man's Chinese. Oh, how was it in 3d? It was good. It was good. I mean, it, you know, I'm, it's funny because now I haven't seen a 3d movie. Uh, gosh, I, since, well, Friday the 13th part three and my uh, Friday the 13th set. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it was surprisingly good for, for a movie that was not shot in 3D. It, it, it did work. It worked really well. I saw this movie a lot in theaters. I was uh, <laughs> constantly going. I think I see it saw at least 10 times in theaters. Oh, wow. That's awesome, though. That, that's yeah. great. You know, um, here's the thing. I actually didn't get to see it in 3D. I didn't know that it was available in 3D until you told me. So mm-hmm. that might be something I might then later on just to see mm-hmm. how it would be. But, you know, that was something I worried about, though, too, was the color scheme of how it was actually going to fit in. Is it going to still entice me enough to care about it being in black and white? Mm-hmm. And it adds everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they're both. I mean, they're both marvelous. It doesn't really certainly did not didn't diminish the quality. Um, uh, this is what Charlie said too. He goes, I was really excited to see this movie and the nothing but positive word of mouth increased my anticipations for this movie. But once I watched it, I just felt underwhelmed. Watch it again, Charlie. It's, it's one of those, like, I mean, and maybe, maybe it's just not your thing. Maybe it's just you look, I, there's several movies that, you know, you, I I've been to where, I mean, I hate Forrest Gump. I hate that movie. I think it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, it's just such a just not nostalgia, just overload. So it's it's okay to, if it doesn't work for you. But I, I I feel like you 
there's a lot of really interesting moments that you may, that I think stand out when you see it again, when you see it repeated. Uh, and I think it, it makes the film a better film. Uh, you know, and keep in mind, all of it's real, all of it's action, all that action, all those cars, all that's happening. It's, this isn't fake. When they're driving, they're driving. It's, and, and that's, and there's a lot of emotion there. There's a lot of, it, it, I remember first seeing it way well before it came out because I covered, uh, I did some interviews for it. And I, I just, I remember like literally everyone in the audience were, were like, uh, can we watch that again? Like now <laughs> it was just, it's, it, it's an amazing film in the theaters as well, but I, I feel like it does hold up and it it's on HBO. So it's on HBO max. So if, for those of you who haven't seen it or, or want to walk, revisit again, it's, it's available easy, easy peasy. It's right there. So I, I do recommend Charlie giving it a watch, another watch, maybe a couple, maybe you'll, maybe it'll grow on you, you know? Right. Because there are some movies out there that I didn't really care for at first. And then all of a sudden it just grew on me. Mm -hmm. And like I said, or it can be the case of, okay, this movie might not be for me, but at the same time, you can question why somebody might like the movie and respect why they like it though, too, even though it's not for you. I think we get into this kind of, I I think, you know, Unfortunately, um, I'm not a big fan of the trashing movies for fun. And I, no. I, I think it's like, you know, like the, I, and I get why people like them. Like the cinema sins, I think is one um, it's, it's, it's something, you know, where they break down what's wrong with this movie. And I'm kind of like, okay, um, you know, I, that's not my thing. It's, I don't enjoy watching, you know, I don't mind criticism. That's not, that's right. not the problem. It's just, for me, that's kind of a celebration of what sh- what's shitty about a movie, and I'm not I'm not really into that. I'd rather I'm going to celebrate even a movie like one of the things I like about my job at Joe Blow is that I can see a a, a movie that I don't like, and I, I'm just like, wow, I have to do the junket for this. I have to go interview the actors for this movie, and then you talk to them, and you're kind of like, you get a little bit of a sense of, oh, okay, well, this is what they're trying to do, and this is what they're you know, okay, maybe they didn't hit the mark for me, but okay, cool. I get it. Of course, not everyone has that luxury. That's a, that's a luxury that I have, but I, I I do feel that we're in an age where I think that honestly, for me, I, I prefer, I prefer to see even movies. Sometimes I don't like, I prefer to see them twice because I always feel like I get more out of it the second time. And uh, you know, there's, there's some movies that just, you know, I, I love the first time and then I watch it again. I'm like, no, I'm not really feeling it anymore. I'm not really, or, or the opposite. And this, this movie is one that I just, every time I see it, I I'm, I'm invested. I, the last time I saw it, uh, ironically was at a cemetery, you know, before this <laughs> show, they, we, we, in, in LA, we have a cemetery that does, um, late night screenings well we did back before pandemic but like you would you know you all gather and you watch this movie on this huge wall in the cemetery and and it's beautiful beautiful night and and it was and they had car a car from the movie and it you know it it was and i i remember watching it on the big screen again it had been a while since i'd watched it it's legitimately one of my favorite films absolutely one of my favorite films i'm not just talking about that year it's one of my favorites it would go in my top five just because i don't know you know it spoke to me on so many levels just a real work of art 
It's it's definitely a good piece of art, though, to be honest with you. I, mean, I actually own the movie and stuff like that. So I watch it pretty much whenever I don't have anything else going on or anything like that. I'll just pop it in. Mm. Even though it's on HBO Max, it's like I like having the physical touch of a disc For sure. <laughs> and just putting For it sure. in. And, you know, I and I love that. And I just fall in love with the movie all over again. Like it's my first time watching it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, you know, it's just something that Mad Max Fury Road is one of my top films of 2015 mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, I just had it was just a fun time, a fun experience in the theater. It was just something that, you know, you can just go ahead, have fun with your friends. You don't have to take something serious or anything like that. And just a good time having this journey with Mad Max. Well, and, I, you know, you, 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 you can see it that way, but there's also a lot of meat right. in there. There's a lot of meat in there. You can, you can, if you are in the mood to be like, oh, wow. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Oh, shit. It, like, the emotion, the, the, the emotional levels that this movie takes on that I, I, I think that maybe some people don't pick up on if they're just going, well, they're just driving the car. They're just, you know, and no. maybe, and that's fine. And that, you know, and that's right. like, look, there is no movie ever made that works for everybody. It's just not the right. way it works. And it's also okay to go into a movie that people are praising hardcore and that, oh my God, it's the best movie ever. And it's okay to go, well, it didn't, I don't know. Didn't I recently, I mean, I can think of several. I, I, I was not a fan of Ready Player One at all. Right. I, I, I thought it was almost unwatchable. It's because <laughs> Like I, 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 you know, and everyone kept saying, oh no, no, the shining scene, man, the shining. I mean, that was the goofiest thing I've ever seen. Oh my you God. See, I loved it. I ate that up, but yeah, a lot, a lot but, of people but, did. But you yeah. see though, that's just the, that's, that's the beauty of film though. With one, mm-hmm. That's why it's so subjective, right? It's like what one person might see as art. Someone might not see it in that same level as you do. And yeah. you have to just respect that. And you know, I loved I loved Ready Player One. I loved all that stuff and stuff like that, and also The Shining. I know a lot of people did, yeah. right, right. But you know, that's like for instance, for me, for example, there was a I forgot what movie it was, but they're like, well, what about that scene? I was like, that one scene didn't didn't do the guys for me, which means nothing in, in Italian. Oh, okay. I said I said that didn't that one scene did not redeem the quality of the film for me. Fair enough. So that's why it's a lower standard compared to how you compared it because mm-hmm. you have it up on this level. My level might be on a medium level that compared to yours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that. And, you know, it's su- film subjective, but I also want to go on. The, and another thing though, too, is I, I want to go back where you were ta- talking about where people were just trashing film and stuff. Like that. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is just trashing film for fun. Because yeah. that's somebody else's artwork. They spent, even though they spent they spent hours into making a film, hopefully that you might like, huh? and pairing, doing PR, that stuff does not come cheap. Yeah, all. look, I look. You're not you're not required to like a no, movie no, 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 just no. because everybody worked hard right. on it. But even the look, even freaking uh, the room, people worked probably pretty hard on. Even you know, Ed Wood's plan nine from outer space, people worked hard on. So they're, they, it, but at the same time, it's like, sometimes it's okay to like a really bad movie. Sometimes bad movies are great. 
sometimes you don't want to think and you just want to watch, well, fuck it. I'm going to watch Freddy got fingered. You know, that's right. And that's okay. And it's, I, 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 it always, I always find it weird and, and, and not really productive when, you know, Oh, you like that movie. You're stupid. I'm just like, wow. I, what, what world are we living in? when We can't, you know, it's okay to disagree about movie. I, I, Right. You know, I I remember seeing oh god, what was it? Um you know, it was a horror movie, you know, Halloween, the last Halloween that came out. You know, right. I loved it. I thought was great I and that, a, a lot of people didn't. And there were right. things there were issues I had with the film, but ultimately I had a great time watching it. And it's okay. It's okay to not like a film. It's okay to not be into a film. It's not, you know, it's it, like you said, you can beat it with you beat it to death. It's subjective. It is subjective. Right. In saying someone's stupid or saying someone's an idiot for liking a film or for not liking a film is really redundant and and it really adds right. nothing to the conversation. Adds nothing. No, it doesn't. And one of my biggest pet peeves is this. Like, I'm in some movie Facebook groups and stuff like that. Oh, that movie's stupid. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to comment. So I'm like, what made this stupid for you? <laughs> what was it about? Because you putting nothing into a sentence explaining why you're not liking something makes you look like a five-year-old at a keyboard that's not explaining anything. Yeah, I and, what, yeah. And then once he explained everything that he didn't like, I said, okay, now, now we're having what you call a conversation. So therefore, we can talk about this. <laughs> well, I mean, look, to be fair, you know, it's Twitter, it's Facebook. It's, right. it's like sometimes it's easy to just go like, Oh gosh, I just saw so and so. God, that sucked. I mean, sometimes that's all you have to say, and that's fine too. Right. It's not. It's not necessarily. But when it becomes nasty, that's what right. I when you to go. Oh, go fuck yourself because you like this, right? Really, or 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 you know, the, the this actor is a scumbag because they were in the movie and and that movie sucked, or. You know, or, or like the Ghostbusters, the the women in Ghostbusters. I, oh my God, the hate that those women were getting on, my, on the interviews I did with them. I, you look at yeah. the the YouTube channel, and you're just I can like, imagine. Wow, I can imagine that dude. That that was just how dare they take a job? How dare they? Whoa! Right. And, and it's it's that kind of that kind of toxicity. I'm not a fan of, but it's it's kind of hard to. Hard to ignore that we're in it. We're in it in an age where social media has become such a huge prevalent thing in our, 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 our all our lives. Well, not everyone's lives. Some people don't give a shit, but many of our lives, and 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 it's very easy to kind of get sucked into that kind of negative energy. And and right. yeah, you gotta be careful of that because it's definitely it's, it's okay to not like a movie. It's okay to despise a movie. Nothing wrong with that. It's okay to love a movie. It's okay to think right. a movie's okay. You exactly. Know? Most definitely. Let's see. Unless we actually have Mad Max. You're you're wrong. But... <laughs> I, I agree. I might actually question your lo logic of why you don't, but I'm not going to dog you out for not liking it. That's yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have some people in the chat, real quick. Okay. This is what Jenny says. She goes, I try to give a second. Uh, well, that's Charlie. I will try to give it a second chance. Thanks for the advice. The effects were really cool. Like I mentioned above. Mm -hmm. And then let's see. Jenny says. Charlie, watch for the, the personal stuff. There's a lot of really, a lot of little details in there that I think people tend to miss. And that check, you know, that it's really beautiful. Really well done. 
Most definitely, man. I mean, Charlie, um, like we mentioned before, there's the ghost that's following the demons that are following Max. There's mm -hmm. also the whole entire thing that I mentioned before where I was talking about the stunt work with the car flipping over. Then you also have the telepotes and, um, and everything coming and everything. There's just, like you said before, there's just so much practical. meat and potatoes that's in this all thing. there. It's all practical. They weren't faking it. That was... You know, those polecats were, were going back and forth. Uh, right. Tom Tom had his head almost hitting the ground while they're driving. I'm just like, really? That's a lot. That's a lot, guys. What was I'll the, be exhausted what? that whole entire day. I'm like, okay, I'm dead. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> I, what the mirac the mirac miraculous thing about it is nobody got hurt. You didn't hear right. about it. I mean, I'm sure someone got like maybe hurt a little bit, but like that's a movie you're just like, how does how do people not get hurt during this? Because it's so physical and so intense. But that's what happens when you get a good director who knows how to film an action sequence and how, how to cast it and how to shoot it and how to deal with all the, the elements that go into it. It's really, it's a real skill that George Miller has. And, you know, the guy can make talking penguin movies too, singing and dancing penguin movies. So, you know, hey. <laughs> exactly and it just shows you the care that he has for his actors and actresses and mm -hmm. the respect that he has for them yeah and everything too which is something that i really admire about him he knows how to get the best out of his actors and actresses and that's the job of the director absolutely absolutely what Let's was see. the uh, other comment we missed I, I okay i can always find something i like yeah i mean that's jenny's got a good point i i there's even as a critic i try to find like the best of something. I know I'm a mute, but I know you can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I try to, I very rarely will just trash a movie. I always try and go, well, at least this something, at least this person gave a good performance, or at least there was a moment here that works. And I, I think that is important to find in, in film. I don't hear you, buddy. You're still on mute. <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to it, to be honest That's with all you, right. Mike. Uh, but no, what I'm trying to say is this. You can always try and find something redeemable about something in a movie and stuff like that and come out with something, you know? So that's yeah, something unless positive. Yeah, that Loft. That, that was, that's, there, there's a few movies that I I gave very low grades to, and I, I really couldn't say much nice about it. They're just bad. They... Did Vox Lux another one I'm not a fan of, but it's like, but at the same time, I would rather celebrate the good. And and you know, there's people that like those movies. There's people that love Vox Lux. There's people, I think, there's maybe a couple people that like it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not that audience. <laughs> I'm no. not going to be one of those audience. I'm not no. one of those audiences, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm not going to go on ahead and criticize somebody else's pieces piece of work or anything like that to make myself feel better yeah i mean look the job of a critic is to right. give their take on a movie and, and you know yes it's not always going to be positive it shouldn't be if a critic is giving all great good reviews there's something wrong with that critic right. you know you can't like everything you just don't no one does but at the same time it, i think it's the general approach to it i just try to approach a movie i try not to watch the trailers anymore i try mm. to just go in completely open 
I have a movie to review next week and I was about to watch the trailer and I'm like, you know what? No, I don't want to watch it. I'm just going to go in. I'd rather see because I feel like trailers sometimes give too much away. And That's true. when I'm reviewing a movie, I feel it's better to completely go in open. No, no expectations aside from you. Yeah. You know who directed it or, you know, who's in it. That's it. Right. Uh, I, I like going in open with a, in a film and I, I think that's more exciting to me. It definitely does give you a different perspective when not going to see a trailer or anything like that. With me, I'm just like a one trailer kind of guy. I don't need to see four trailers to the same movie. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I saw one, I'm sold. I don't need to keep doing trailer reactions to the same movie I saw and only that. But even as a cat, even as someone that is watching a movie or anything like that, um, just, you know how they always do like on comingsoon.net or something like that. There's a new trailer and it's like, okay, I don't need to see it, the, the trailer. I'm just going to go ahead and mm-hmm. wing it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, absolutely. I just realized I can look at the comments, and I, I'm, yeah, I, it's, yeah, we have what, some. What is he saying? Uh, Charlie's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm re- he's not doing tra- Tom and Jerry. What you haven't seen Tom and Jerry? Oh, my yeah, God. he he saw Tom and Jerry, <laughs> but <laughs> trust me, I have a whole entire rant video of him doing nothing but talking about how bad Tom and Jerry is. Yeah, it looked pretty <laughs> bad. I, I luckily did not have to watch that movie and i um look but he even that even that movie you know i know a lot of a lot of families with their kids their kids love that movie they love it so you know what hey it's like when i was i remember covering comic con when twilight was there and i remember this long line of girls waiting to get in and i kept thinking good for them they got a movie that they can be excited about too you know, we got there, you know, they're, they're like, they were a lot of like 13 year old girls with their moms and you're like, okay, cool. Good for you guys. Have a good time. Enjoy the movie, you know, but I, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to, well, I'm not a fan of Twilight. <laughs> they did not work for me, but no. I, I, you know, they clearly, there was an audience for it. And so, you know, I'm like, just yeah. enjoy yourself. Movies should be fun. We should, it should be a pleasant experience, you know, so, and hopefully we'll get back to theater soon. (laughs) Right. To be honest with you, that's actually how I feel. I'm like, I'm not the demographic for Twilight Mm -hmm. or anything like that. That movie is not for me. I watched the very first one. I actually had to sneak somebody into a PG, that movie, to be honest with you, because it was PG-13. But I'm like, why do I have to sneak this person in? It's a PG-13 movie. I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah, I, really? I yeah, over at Cinemark, not- believe it or not, they actually had a the thing plastered on here that nobody under the age of so such and such, I'm like, you guys are making such a big deal out of a teenage... Oh, come on. Come on. Exactly. Did they watch the movie? Did they know <laughs> what happens? Like, literally, there's nothing in that movie that's offensive. No, there's nothing in there that indicates anything graphic, which is something no. crazy. PG-13 but- tween drama, you know? Exactly. Let's see. We actually have some more. Uh, let's see. Charlie says, I love the mo- that movie. That was really cool. My first IMAX 3D movie was Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good for you, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Room was just one of my favorite. So bad. It's great movie. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's ridiculously bad, but it's, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Jenny, there's something I've been doing too. No trailers. So she mm-hmm. hasn't been looking at trailers. 
And she says, 100% exactly. The segment of the kids was cool with Twilight. I have grandkids, so it was funny to watch them swoon, kind of like I did with the Lost Boys. Oh, yeah, exactly. We all had our movies. We all had our moments. And we all, you know, when we were kids, we had the movie that we would love that we were like, oh, my gosh, you know, whatever. And that's, you know, we we got that experience. Kids today will get that experience. I mean, there's, I, you know, I, I mean, I look at like I'm not a huge fan of like all the recent Star Wars pretty much after the 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 prequels. I, I've not been completely on board with the Star mm. Wars off and on, but. I still think it's cool that kids are getting to see these and, and and they're like, Oh my gosh, they're, you know, getting excited by these stories and these characters, whether they're the same characters that we saw or whether it's a new, new group, the new batch, like Daisy Ridley and all these people good for them. They've got a a movie, they got their own toys and they can, they can have fun with it. They can let their imagination grow. And I mean, I, you know, I, 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 it's, we, we need to be the, I love the idea of celebrating movies. Me too. That's really what I, I love. And I, I, you know, the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, let's let's pause, let's focus on the positive. But but with that said, you know, you can't be a film critic and go, yeah, that was pretty great. And you're talking about something right. like, well, Twilight. You know, it's like, clear. I, I, dude, I love love the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I I know very damn well. Mm-hmm. They're not all good. I mean, Jason right. Takes Manhattan is not a good film, but I love it. Me too. I, I, that's actually one of my favorites as well. I mean, there's just something about the cheesiness of that, to be honest with you. Yeah. I remember, here's the thing. I remember one of my friends, he wanted me to review a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. And he was an actor and everything. And he goes, I, I went on ahead and he goes, what did you think? I'm like, well, I, I'm going to let you know, know something. I gave, I put put it up on my podcast. I gave you gave a positive, but I also gave my negative reaction to it mm-hmm. and everything. If you're friends with the director, chances is he may not be pleased with my with the way I've done it and everything. But I try to do a little bit of it in a positive light, but at the same time, also post my negative feelings towards it though too, mm-hmm. because you can't have one without the other. Oh, you have and, to be honest. Right. I said, I said, I have to be honest with myself, not only to myself, but also to my viewers, also to my subscribers, though, too. If I just go in and say, oh, everything's like uh, a white picket fence with bunnies all over it and stuff like that. I'm not being honest with myself. And if I'm not being honest with myself, my fan community can actually uh, tell that. So I want to be 100 percent honest as well. I can respect that. (laughs) And look. There, there, it's absolutely true that sometimes your your tastes change. There's movies that I loved as a kid that I I don't love now. There's movies I hated as a kid that I absolutely. I remember first time I saw Clockwork Orange. I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "I don't get this at all. This is terrible." And, and you know, then I saw as I, I should have been watching it. I was way too young watching it on cable one night. <laughs> And, uh, you know, when I saw it in the context of what the movie was, and I was like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, no, there's a reason this is a masterpiece. It's a fantastic film. Right. You know, same thing happened with uh, Thin Red Line. I, 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 w- I did not like that movie, even though I was familiar with Terrence Malick. I like his stuff. For some reason, the war aspect didn't work for me. But but still, I, I, I was watching it. And I was like, you know what? I got to go back to that movie. And now it's one of my favorite war films. I mean, it's 
sometimes your tastes change. Sometimes the way you see things change. So you some things, the 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 way you look at life will change, and that will affect the right. way you watch movies. So you know, there's nothing wrong with any of that. No, there isn't. Not not at all. Mm-hmm. And then let's see. Jenny says, "LOL." Then she said, "Ditto." <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much everything I needed to touch on as far as Mad Max Fury Road goes. But what about you? Is there anything else that you feel like you needed to touch on? I think we covered it fairly. I, I definitely I'm mm. curious to see what Charlie thinks when he when he watches it again. I hope I hope he he finds those little moments uh, that 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 just spark and maybe he'll like it more. Hopefully. Um, but you know, I, I think it's a marvelous film and I think it holds up remarkably well. I know it's mm-hmm. only been six years, but it's six years is a long time, you know. Definitely, especially after twenty twenty, felt like twenty years in itself. So, you know, it felt like the nineteen twenties. To be honest, yeah, twenty twenty felt like the nineteen twenties. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely have a good time with this. If you're looking for a great film where you can follow Tom Hardy through the desert with Charlie Siron, and then of course have great uh, cinematography and also action sequences and good practical also as well as CGI effects. Give this movie a watch. Even if you didn't think that this was the movie for you, go in there and everything and dissect it for what it is and let us know what you think in the comments section. And uh, another thing though too, give us a thumbs up, uh, give us a like, smash that share button, smash that sh- uh, subscribe button as well. Another thing too guys is this. I do have a little bit of an announcement to make and that is the fact I'm now a part of the Schmoes of the North Oh. Uh, podcast as well and don't worry nothing's going to be changing I'm um, still going to be doing my thing and matter of fact Louis the Frenchie is going to be uh, doing some producing for me on this side as well I believe and stuff like that too and helping me out a little bit here and there whenever he can but another thing too is I'm actually going to be part of the Schmodown stuff that they're doing oh. on that side so I'm actually excited about it. As a matter of fact, we're doing Mount Schmodown. We're doing Mark Ellis coming up this Saturday at 3 o'clock Central Time. Oh, um, cool. So I'm excited, man. I mean, this has been brewing inside of me with the Schmodown stuff for a long time. So this oh. is just like another checklist off my bucket list. Oh, congratulations, to- <laughs> man. Thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, let's see. This is what Charlie says. Was it the sands? <laughs> Was it the sand? It's so coarse, like sand line. Oh, talking about Mad Max. Um, yeah, I would have to remember where were the context. Keep in mind, there was. It's like you know, like Nux with the tree. He's looking at the tree. Goes, it's the tree thing. It's the tree thing because they're not educated. They don't know what. The, so I don't. I <laughs> I don't want to comment on that line because I'm trying to remember where it came in. Even though I watched it last night, I'm trying to figure out where. It, I, I'm sure there's a reason it was like that. There. It, it's expertly done. I mean, this is a brilliant film. There's a reason it won the awards it did. There's a reason it should have won Best Picture, frankly. But, Agreed. You know, that's 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 fine. I don't I don't really pay much attention to the Oscars anymore. So <laughs> I, here's the thing: I used to, and everything, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let them have their party. I'll have mine. I'm gonna have put on my movies, whatever I think is Oscar worthy. That's what I'm gonna be playing. So I mean, look, that's my thing. yeah, look, the the Oscars are. I know a lot of people still like it, but I'm like, look, I I would be thrilled to see promising young woman take a bunch home this year. I, I but I don't really, I'm not really too invested. I got my own <laughs> critics group that I'm happy, but I we gave we gave it a bunch of awards. I'm like, yay, cool. <laughs> exactly. Um. So where can everybody follow you at? 
Uh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, Joe Blow, of course, JoeBlow.com. Um, I'm also on Cosm. I, you can see my series where we talk to horror legends and horror authors and horror, horror everything from Kevin Smith to Patrick Lussier, uh, we the, to Jake Gable is, will be our next episode. That is uh, Sound Scary. It's on Cosm. And I also, of course, have uh, Something Stony on every Friday live at 8 where me and my co-host get high. Uh, so enjoy that. And, um, of course, Twitter, Jimmy to the O, uh, Facebook, James Oster. Jimmy to the O or James Oster, one of those on, on Insta, all that, all that crap. I'm all over. And I'm on Cameo. So, I, yeah, whatever with that. But I'm on Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see this is also what charlie said real quick too he said and the clockwork orange members are in space jam too talk about awkward <laughs> yeah right <laughs> even it is in that movie though too i'm like i'm just shaking my head that was just a rough uh trailer reaction to get through to be honest i i haven't watched it i'll be honest i never really got into space jam the first time so right yeah i don't really I'm not sure. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, if I have to, I'll see it. You know, I'll right. check it out. But and I'll, I'll be open to checking right. it out. But, you know, hey, exactly. It's not one of those movies like, oh my god, I gotta go rush out there now and see it type of thing. So yeah, yeah I'm on that same level on some movies too. Mm -hmm. Um. So, anyways, guys, if you guys want to, you guys don't have to. I do have a GoFundMe page for the podcast. This is just to keep the the movie lovers unite. Just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers unite movie lovers podcast.com. And then, of course, you can follow me underneath uh, movie lovers unite, TV lovers unite on Facebook, and also to underneath the same name on Instagram as well. You guys can also follow me on Twitter at movie lovers unit over there on stereo as well at movie lovers unit. And then, of course, we also have a Pinterest page as well at movie lovers TV lovers unite, and then also to I want to actually mention this. I'm like I said before. I'm gonna be on uh, the Schmoes, uh, the North, and everything. As a matter of fact, we're doing an after show for uh, the Mighty Ducks on Monday nights, and I've and of course I'm also doing my Mafia talks Monday still. So you're gonna be getting that soon too because we're doing our Sopranos, and we're on the final stages of our uh, Sopranos stuff, Ooh, and then also. As it's great, man. I mean, if you're looking for a great comical type of thing, just sit back and relax kind of episode, just go on ahead, subscribe over to our audio only podcast and everything is fantastic. Nice. Uh, thanks. And then also too, we also have Falcon and the Winter Soldier after shows on Friday at eight o'clock central time, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific time. And of course, guys, go on ahead, smash that share button. Don't forget to subscribe, hit that like, go on ahead, follow Jimmy to the O as well. Show them some love over there as well. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.